Welcome to Your Creative Adventure Podcast, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. We're your hosts, CJ and Shelley Hitz. While you listen to today's episode, we encourage you to get out your colored pencils, markers, or paints and create while you listen. You may also be inspired to take creative notes with your hand lettering and sketches. If so, download our free lettering resources at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash free. Are you ready to allow God to take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined? If so, let's get started. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Your Creative Adventure. I'm CJ Hitz. And I'm Shelly Hitz. We're here in Colorado Springs and excited to bring you another business episode. And, you know, the title of this episode, the whole topic is the numbers that matter in your art business. But before we get to that, uh, we want to take just a moment to give a shout out to one of our reviewers. We just thank you again for every review that we receive. And this one comes from MK Bradley. And she says, or he says, I have wondered many times why I love to create so many kinds of things and not be able to pursue my art for a living. Is it frivolous? Is it wasteful? How do I honor God with a hobby? I am grateful for this podcast that speaks to those long burning questions. And we just appreciate uh, your words, um, MK. And uh, we, we know those questions have hit us as well. Um, you know, sort of uh, the differences between, you know, hobbies and um, our art and, you know, all those questions on, you know, am I, am I spending my time wisely? And thank you for bringing that up. And I hope that in these podcast episodes, we can continue to uh, help us all uh, wade through these waters of uh, being an artist in today's world, a Christian artist that also has a, a very successful business as well. Yeah, you know, and I find it just interesting that God has even, you know, led CJ and I on this path. I mean, we would have never thought we would be having a podcast for Christian artists, right, CJ? <laughs> yeah, uh, God always uh, surprises us. He, uh, things around the corner. Yeah, and yet He is using this podcast, and I'm getting also just your private messages, your DMs. I just love seeing your um, when you share on Instagram stories or. However, you're, you know, just letting us know you're listening. It really means a lot to us because, you know, we put a lot of time and effort, but it's because we have a heart to help you. We are in it with you. And a lot of these episodes are birthed from the very things that we're learning. And so that's why over the next couple months, we're going to be talking about numbers and we're going to be talking about finances. And it's because it's something God has been working in my heart and in our business. And so today we're going to be talking about the numbers that matter in your art business. Yeah. And so I wanted to start off with a question, Shelley, um, regarding just what is the term vanity metrics? You know, we, we, we've heard that term before, but what is vanity metrics? Yeah, so when you think of the word vanity, what do you think about? Yeah, I think of somebody sort of uh, 
you know, posing in front of a mirror and concerned about their appearance, right? Right. How they look. So when you think about vanity metrics, you're going to be thinking about numbers that you're, you're doing it for recognition, to be seen, to be known, to, for popularity, you know, it feels good. And so a lot of times, you know, these vanity metrics, they seem important for the business, but they're not the most important numbers that we can look at and track. So some of these vanity metrics um, might be what, CJ? Yeah, so you think of likes, you know, in your social media. Yeah, so I mean, those seem important, right? It seems important that you get a lot of likes on a post, yeah, you know, you think, okay, uh, more likes I have, the more buzz I'm generating. Do the likes pay your mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> I would like them to. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? You know, I mean, there there is a measure where when you're getting those likes, it is it is a sign that people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. But in the end, the likes are not going to pay your bills. And so we'll talk about in a minute what will, you know, what what numbers are more important. Um, Some of those vanity metrics could even be followers. And part of the reason this is a vanity metric is, you know, people can game the system, you know, and there's fake accounts or there's, you know, follow for follow or, you know, and you can grow this big account. And, you know, we had at one time kind of got caught up in that with Twitter, you know, and we had been using a tool uh, manage flitter, you know, and that was something one of my mentors had recommended. So we were trying it and it was like, we, we got these big accounts and these followers, both you and I CJ, mm-hmm. but we realized we weren't getting true followers that would engage with us. Yeah. There wasn't really the substance, um, the, the true engagement from a real follower. Right. Instead it was it's just uh, a number. It was sort of fake. Yeah. In and a lot so of ways, it was a facade. Yeah, and so you may have true followers, and that may be a true indication that you have a successful business. But again, you know, followers can definitely definitely be one of those vanity metrics where you're looking in the mirror like, ooh, how good do I look? How many, yeah. you know, am I at 10,000 yet or am I at this? And now I will say getting to 10,000 followers on Instagram is a very key pivotal point in your business because then you get the swipe up feature in Instagram stories. <laughs> oh, wow. Still a long ways from that with my, my personal account. Yeah. I was so excited. Last year, God allowed me to be able to hit 10,000 right before the holiday season. And it was like, thank you, God. You know, I can add swipe ups. <laughs> But it's also just, you know, it allows you to to be able to serve your audience by giving them specific links and blog posts and stuff. What are some other vanity metrics, CJ? How about subscribers? Okay, so maybe YouTube subscribers or, you know, um, you could even sometimes say email subscribers because really with your email list, and we could talk about this a little more later, it's it's not necessarily as much as how many subscribers you have, but how many are actually opening your emails, Yeah, you know? And so, so even a subscriber list, you know, I used to have like over 10,000 people on my author list, but then a lot of them weren't even opening my emails. And I just decided to cut them off, delete them. And it deleted my list down to maybe like 5,000. But then, you know, I was getting a much higher open rate and I wasn't paying for all those extra subscribers. But, you know, sometimes it, it can be a vanity metric. Um, a couple yeah. others. 
We've got uh, video views as well. You know, you get the the views on Facebook that you can see when you post a video. Yeah, or, or on YouTube or Instagram. Yeah, so or it's, even uh, Instagram. Yeah, um, and again, that's that's very vanity based because the person could actually just see it uh, in their feed and not even watch two seconds of it, and it shows up as a view. Right. And so, is it really truly engaging? Yeah. Is it really bringing, you know, dollars to your uh, to your business? Right. And I, um, the last one that I listed here is revenue. And the reason I listed that one is because sometimes you can have a really high revenue number for your business, but what is the actual profit after yeah. you subtract all subtract all your expenses? And so revenue, some people might say, oh, I made this much and da 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 but how much did you really make, you know, at the end of the day? Yeah. And so these are just a few of the vanity metrics that, you know, that we can get caught up in as business owners. So how can vanity metrics actually sabotage you? Well, one of the things that can happen with a lot of these vanity metrics is you can get caught up, like we've talked about in previous episodes, with the comparison trap. So mm. it's so easy, especially with those those numbers that are visible to everyone, like your followers, your video views, your likes, you know, um, things that people can see. You know, even on Etsy, they can see how many sales you've had. You know, it shows up as a number on your shop. And so there's just things that it can get us caught up into a comparison trap. And then the most important part, and I've already touched on this a little bit, we can get focused on popularity instead of profitability. And so, you know, with social media, social media can drive a lot of business. It can drive a lot of sales, but it can also just be a popularity contest. So in business, if you really want to create a business from your art, I want to encourage you to not just focus on being popular, but focus on being profitable. And then if you're focused on these vanity metrics, you may feel like you're working harder and harder and harder, and you feel like you're not truly getting anywhere. It's kind of like you're spinning your wheels, you know, the the hamster, you know, the picture of the hamster just going around the same wheel again, because you're getting more likes, you're getting more views, you're getting these things, you have these viral posts on Instagram or Pinterest, or, you know, you're doing these things but you're not actually growing your business with those things. And so there, are, there is strategy you can use with those vanity metrics to use it to grow actual profit and business. But if you're not careful, you could just get caught up in this hamster wheel of a popularity contest of working harder and harder. You are getting likes, you are getting followers, but you're not truly growing your business. Yeah, I almost uh, think of, you know, uh, and I guess I'm sort of picking on gamers here but you know like the video games where you know you might have a high score right and you can brag about that and you can sort of you know get put your initials rights. there yeah but, <laughs> but you had to probably put in a few quarters you know into that machine and that machine is not paying you right you know you're, you're throwing those <laughs> How much quarters in did you spend to get for, that high score yeah you, you you've essentially you've got a vanity score there that uh is is nice to brag about, but uh, again, doesn't doesn't pay your mortgage, right? <laughs> so, what are the numbers that actually 
truly move your business forward? I think that's what a lot of listeners would love to, to hear. Yeah, so these are gonna be numbers that provide true business growth. And this is all about profitability. And you know, the vanity metrics are gonna be about recognition, about popularity, but th- when it really comes down to the bottom line with a business, if you're not profitable, then you know you may have an expensive hobby. <laughs> and that's really hard to hear sometimes. But we really need to know these things. If you're going to develop a brand and a business that you love, that you're proud of, that you can grow into something that can provide for your family, you have to start looking at the honest truth. You have to start looking at like, okay, first of all, what is my profit? So how, how do we figure out profit, CJ? So it would, it would essentially be revenue minus costs equals your profit. Yeah. So if you have an Etsy shop, you're going to look at all of the money that's come in from Etsy, then you're going to subtract subtract their fees, your shipping costs, your product costs, your um, you know the supplies that you know you use to ship. You know all these things you have to take into account. And you know it's interesting because when I started doing this for greeting cards, I was like, oh my goodness, we are hardly making any profit on these greeting cards. It's much better if you can sell them in packs or wholesale. Wholesale is really much better. But I actually provided a Etsy um, profit calculator in the Etsy shop makeover course. And you can find out more about that at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash classes. But in that spreadsheet, it will actually figure out all of the fees for you. You can put then in the cost of your product, the cost of your shipping supplies, and it will give you the exact amount of profit. And everything's like already figured out for you. So you just have to enter a few numbers. And then also what you can do in that spreadsheet is you, if you're having a sale, you can put say, okay, if I'm giving 20% off, am I still making a profit? And if so, how much? So it's really, really important to focus on profit generating tasks in your business. And I like to talk about the 80-20 rule. And um, this is not something that I came up with. It's a basic business um, concept, but it's 20% of your efforts or 20% of your products will produce 80% of your results or 80% of your profits. So, you know, Um, Can you tell me right now, which are your highest profit margin products? If you can't, that's something that I think it's very worthwhile to take some time and figure it out. You know, like I said, I have that exact spreadsheet for you. You can use an Etsy shop makeover. It's very easy to use. You can also just create your own, um, but just figure out like, what are you making? What's your total revenue minus the cost? And then figure out like what is the percentage of profit? So is it a 30% profit rate? Is it a 10% profit? You know, I mean, obviously the higher the percentage, the better. And then, you know, it it may be wise to focus on those products. Focus on your highest profit products and really working to market them. And, you know, because as you're, you're selling more of those, you're going to make a higher percentage of profit overall. And it's just going to really help move your business forward. And Mm. so, you know, that's really the most important number is to look at 
your profit. And um, we're going to talk about it in another episode coming up. But I remember I when I started looking at these numbers this year and I really got kind of shocked when, when I saw like the overall revenue had increased so much, but our profit had really stayed the same. And it really gave me a wake up call that we, you know, how much money we were really spending in expenses. And so the next one um, number to look at is repeat customers. You know, how many customers are continuing to buy from you again and again? Because that's really what we want to create, right? We want to create customers that will buy from us over and over. And what's another one of those numbers that move your business forward, CJ? How about referrals from customers? Yeah, so, I mean, that's really the highest compliment. If someone will refer more business to you, or, you know, um, recommend you on, you know, social media or that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you think of, uh, you know, your art, uh, you know, a family buying your art. And then they, of course, tell three or four of their, their other family friends. You know, it's uh, it could keep you busy. You know, those of you that are watercolor artists or oil painters, you might stay pretty busy just by word of mouth. You know, with oh, those yeah. referrals. Yeah, definitely. And then um, regarding social media, instead of just looking at the likes or the followers or the video views, what what I want you to really start paying attention to is like true engagement. And what do I mean by that? I mean like comments, like direct messages, people who are responding to your stories on Instagram, people who are are really connected with you. And, you know, this is different um, because they're really, truly engaging with your brand. And, um, you know, like I said, for email subscribers, you know, um, instead of just looking at the overall subscriber list, look at your open rate. And then look at your click-through rate. Like if you're, what is your main goal for that email? If your main goal is for them to click on a a link and go to read a blog post, you know, I just sent out an email this morning um, to my, my list and it was, you know, for our recent blog post. So I could go into my email service provider, look at how many people opened it, and then look at how many people clicked through and actually read the post. And so, you know, those are things to be looking at as well. If you have a membership like I do, I have Author Audience Academy, um, there's something called a churn rate. And that means just the percentage of people who are canceling versus the percentage of people who are, um, you know, joining. If you have two people joining and two people canceling, your churn rate is going to be zero, you know, zero percent. But um, you want to look at that. And then um, for courses and classes, how many people actually finish your class or your course? You know, um, those are things to really look at. You know, if you're a Skillshare teacher, how many people are posting projects and engaging with you in that way? And so what we want to really encourage you to do is is really look at these numbers that matter and watch their growth over time. So I've actually created a couple Google spreadsheets recently where I'm now tracking certain numbers on a weekly basis. Now you wouldn't have to track them weekly, but it could be monthly, but you like overall revenue, um, new email subscribers, you know, um, product sales from our most profitable products, you know, certain things that I'm tracking. And it is really, really helpful to keep those numbers um, in front of you as you're growing your business. Yeah, and I even think of, um, you know, people that are wanting to lose some weight. You know, it's important to track, 
you know, what you're eating each day. And for me, I, if I'm concerned about wanting to lose a few pounds, say get down to a racing weight, you know, I, I will be more intentional about uh, tracking, you know, the calories that I'm taking in. Yeah. And, and really, I'll, I, I kind of know a number from my own body in terms of what I need to do and how I can get the most substance most bang for the buck in terms of nutrition it's just an illustration of how tracking really helps you stay in uh, a good mindset where you you know what's coming in you know what uh, your workouts are consuming in terms of calories and you know it's the same you know numbers can be very important yeah and it just really when you're tracking the numbers that matter so that's the thing Um, we're going to, you know, start closing down this episode with a um, time of of reflection. This is a time we really want you, like, you know, we share wisdom that we've learned with you, but the most important wisdom you can receive is from God himself. And so we want you to just ask God, what is it from what we shared today in this episode is it that really he wants to speak to you? And maybe it's nothing related to what we talked about. Maybe he's going to speak to you about something else. But just ask him to speak to you about your business right now during this minute. And, um, you know, if you're able, just write out what he says to you. So we hope that uh, you were able to maybe get a sense of which specific part of this podcast uh, the Lord might be asking you to focus more in on, which specific number category, you know, um, and there's a number there, but uh, no pun intended, number <laughs> number of things that we've mentioned. But uh, we want to just, uh, you know, really close in prayer. As, uh, as we like to do with all of our podcasts. And, you know, as I'm praying, um, just come to the Lord, you know, and say, Lord, you know, what is it that you want me to focus on? What do you want me to take away from this episode? And and just, um, you know, direction for the numbers that, that he's wanting you to focus on. And again, it's not, you know, as we've said in past episodes, you know, it's not a, it's not a pressure thing. It's, it's, um, uh, it's really about just bringing it to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need help in this specific area of my business. And so, Lord, we just thank you for uh, what you're doing through each of our uh, our listeners, their art business. And we ask that you would impress upon them the numbers that 
they need to be focusing on. And, you know, it could be the profit. It could be, you know, a little more true engagement, you know, of their, the social media, uh, whatever it might be. Lord, I just pray that uh, you bring a clarity to them and allow them to be in a place where as they track certain things, there's just a freedom that comes mm. that it's not just scattered and, you know, I hope I'm doing this or that. I hope my business is making some money. But Lord, I just pray that if there are specific action steps that can be taken to get a hold of specific numbers, I just pray that that would happen. Yes. And we just thank you so much for uh, for what you're doing through each and every one of these creative artists. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know numbers are not always our favorite thing to talk about as creatives. I know CJ and I a lot of times cringe, but I'm learning to embrace the numbers. And, you know, in, a, in two weeks from now, I, I'm going to be sharing um, another episode. It's just going to be called Accounting 101, why I now embrace numbers instead of hate them. And I know that some of you are probably going to avoid that podcast, but I encourage you to listen to it because I really had a transformation this year. And before you leave, I want to share about a free gift that we have for you. You know, time is money. And after working with writers and artists for many, many years, um, you know, we've realized that the first step to selling your work is gaining control of your time. So, for example, do you feel overwhelmed or always behind? Do you typically have more items on your to-do list than time to get them done each day? Oh my goodness, I can still sometimes relate to that. (laughs) Are your days filled with stress and anxiety because you have so much to do and don't know where to start? If so, it really comes down to how you manage your time, working smarter, not harder. And it's, you know, kind of some of the concept we, we talked about on the podcast, even with numbers, but Um, We have a free five-day time management challenge where we can help you get more done of what really matters in less time. So you can learn the best time management hacks for busy creatives and download our worksheets for free to help you at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash time. Again, that's yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash time. And we would love to be able to help you get more freedom in your life and just more time to do what you love, create art. So we will talk to you next time. All right. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Before you leave, I wanted to share with you a free gift. I have a free training called How You Can Earn a Full-Time Income as an Artist, a $97 value for free. And you can sign up for that free gift at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income. And if you've wanted to turn your passion for art into income, then this training is for you. So you're going to learn 10 real life examples of what's working today to earn money, money as an artist. They're real life case studies. I'm going to share with you how diversifying your income can help you grow your art business much faster. You may struggle if you're relying on one income stream only. You'll learn how to sell your artwork online, the specific partnerships you should consider as an artist, and two passive income streams that can be very profitable. And the cool thing is that artists that have taken this free training are getting results. For example, Valerie Lynn said 10 days after watching the webinar, she had already sold $400 worth of art. And Shannon Santa Maria said, 
that after watching the webinar, she took the risk and took her work to a boutique and sold over half of her items. What do you have to lose? There are so many opportunities for us as artists today. Sign up for free at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income, and then let me know your takeaways and your results. Tag me at your creative adventure. I can't wait to help you make money as an artist doing what you love. This is Shelly Hitz. Thank you so much for joining me in this free training. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Creative Adventure with CJ and Shelley Hitz, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. If you've been encouraged or inspired in any way by today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, post it on social media, and tag us at Your Creative Adventure so we can connect with you and cheer you on in your art journey. It also means the world to us when you take a few moments to post a rating and review on iTunes. Once you do, send an email to support at yourcreativeadventure.com with a screenshot of your review and we'll send you our Plan It Day Goal Setting Worksheets, a $47 value for free. We believe you have been given unique creative gifts and a specific role to play in the Kingdom of Heaven that will make an impact for eternity. Join us next time as we partner with God to help you take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined.